everyone. Hope you guys had a great Christmas holiday, uh, celebrating with your friends and family. Uh, we are looking forward to getting together again this week as we kick off 2022 and really kick off year two in the life of our church. And before we jump into the next uh, book of the Bible that we're going to go through, we thought we'd take a couple weeks and talk about some of the mission and vision for our church. As a church, we want to build gospel communities that live out the mission of God. And we want to do this by connecting the gospel to people, people to community, and community to mission. And so we want to walk through those pieces the next three weeks and talk about what we mean when we say building gospel communities and what is the mission of God and how are we going to connect the gospel to people and all of those things. And you might have been here before when we talked about it, or you might know what we mean when we say the gospel or community or mission or any of those things. But we thought we'd take a few weeks and just really make sure that we're all on the same page as we start the year. And so to begin, we want to take a couple minutes and talk about what we mean when we say the gospel and how it affects our lives today. Yeah, what is the gospel? Well, I, I think that most of us would know the Sunday school answer. I don't mean anything derogatory about that, but we would say the gospel is the good news that Jesus Christ died for our sins, rose again, uh, was triumphant over hell. There's no condemnation for those of us that believe, and we have an eternity to look forward to with him. And that's the gospel. But it's more than that, too, right? It's it's living our lives as representatives of Christ. It's living our lives as the incarnate hope for others uh, so that they can see things going on. And so it's really just taking the time. This Sunday, we're going to be looking at what is the gospel. I think one of the baselines that we should be thinking about is, what does the Bible tell us the gospel is? It, it's kind of important that the person that kind of created this gospel for us gets a voice in that. A, a lot of times I, I want to do things that I'm really good at and call that the gospel. I'm really good at being kind to people. I'm really good at show, uh, sharing anecdotal stories. I'm really good at uh, coming alongside of people and encouraging them, which all of, parts of it are sure, but the author of the gospel, the originator of the gospel, the originator of the hope that lies within us, has things to say about it as well. Uh, when I was gone this week, I was visiting with a guy over coffee. He was a pastor and listening to a story, and it was kind of a sad story. He, he's a pastor. He's been married as longer than I have. His wife is not a follower of Christ, and neither are his four girls. And he just wrote them a Christmas letter saying, you know, I raise you to believe in Jesus, but I realize now that you probably believe in the historical person, but don't have a personal relationship with Christ. When we talk about the gospel, it kind of has that kind of same kind of feeling, like the gospel should change the way that we act in our lives, towards others, for others. Yeah, and as followers of Jesus, God's actively working in each one of us to make us more like him. And as we trust in the hope of the gospel— trust in Jesus for our future, we also trust in him for right now. We trust that his word is true, and we submit to the work that he's doing in our lives. And not only do we submit to the work that he's doing in our lives, we submit to the work that he's calling us to do in the world around us. 
that as followers of Jesus, we're called to ministry. And we get to do all of this in community together. Hebrews 10.25 says, Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, since he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. We hold on to the hope of the gospel. And in community together, as we gather together, as we provoke each other to love and good works, we encourage each other. Another translation says we spur each other on to follow Jesus, to live out the ways that he's calling us to live. So when we look at the New Testament, we look, you know, you look at Jesus and the things that he did. Man, people love that guy. They, they packed houses to get in to see him. They, they flooded the hillsides. They went down to the sea. They followed him wherever he went. So much he, he needed rest from them. He, they were always constantly following him. They weren't saying, I think he knows the gospel. We should have it. He incarnated the gospel. They wanted to be around that. A lot of times I think of that because I wonder if I'm incarnating the gospel in ways that people find that attractive and want to know more about what I have to say. You know, that old adage, right? Are you a leader? Well, see if there's anybody following you, and you'll know. Jesus was a leader. He led people into understanding what the gospel was. And it wasn't because they were looking for the gospel. They were looking for hope. They were looking for redemption. They were looking for a way to get life to make more sense. Yeah, I was reading some stuff this week, that, and this guy was talking about how the church is an outpost for the kingdom of God. That in community, we have a chance to show the world what it looks like to live with the values of the kingdom of God. How we can demonstrate together the fruits of the Spirit as the Holy Spirit changes and shapes us. And if we're honest, this isn't always easy to do. As followers of Jesus, like it talks about in Ecclesiastes, we're living under heaven. And at the same time, we deal with the reality of also living life under the sun. And there's a tension that comes with that. 1 Peter 2, 9 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. You are not a people, but now you are God's people. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And then he says, Dear friends, I urge you as strangers and exiles to abstain from sinful desires that wage war against the soul. He's talking about the idea of being a part of one camp, but living in a completely different one at the same time. And maybe sometimes it feels like it's easy, but the reality is there's conflict. And as believers in community that trust in Jesus and, the, and believe in the gospel, we're called to live like Jesus in all of those situations. You know, this might feel like, wow, this is, this is heavy stuff. I wonder where we've been missing the mark. Nope, we're doing great. We're, we are doing great as a community. Um, uh, over the time that we've been gone, uh, Livy and I have been texting back and forth and uh, she was just expressing how thankful she was that we invested the 12 days of Christmas uh, with Deer Ridge and just the way that uh, we've been there and just done things. And she really feels that a lot. And she ended her uh, little uh, niceties 
by just saying Merry Christmas, Merriest of Christmas to you, Gordon, and your church family. God bless you all. And I, and I think that's what we want to get caught doing, those things where people say, God bless you. We, we have hope because of you. We, we see the gospel because of you. And those are the things we're going to be talking about on Sunday. So Sunday when you come, uh, why don't you look in your Bible and really come up with some ideas of what you say the gospel is according to the Bible, according to what you believe. See you on Sunday.